This is a Georgie Fix Show. This is a Georgie Fix Show. I hope you enjoy the time you're with me. I hope you enjoy the time you're with me. Welcome. Hello, everyone. This is episode two. I'm coming with so much energy. I'm going to call this episode the interview, and we'll talk about that later. But first, I just got done watching one of the greatest action movies I've seen in the longest time. I thought Mission Impossible, the last one, was great. Uh, I think it's called Fallout. This one's 20 times better. This is the Tom Clancy without remorse. It's with Michael B. Jordan himself, the sexiest man alive. Awesome, man. I'm gonna talk about it later, so spoiler alert. And then also, later tonight, I'm gonna go watch Demon Slayer, and I'm excited to see that. I saw season one this year, about maybe a month ago. Go, and I'm excited for the movie that just came out. We're gonna go see a dub. No, I'm not about the sub life. I don't care. I don't care. You can't talk bad about me because I am an original nerd. I'm not talking about I'm not a new nerd, like like the new like the trend nowadays. Nowadays, now it's cool to be a nerd. Now everybody wanna be moral. Now everybody likes Star Wars. I'm from the time of back in 20, 2000, 2005, 2008. I was running high school and middle school. Like a Naruto runner with my hands behind my back. Do y'all remember when being a nerd was bad? When you would go to school and you would get bullied? You know, that's not a thing nowadays. It was just so crazy. And it's so weird that it's a trend that everybody wants to be a nerd now. Everybody. Everybody wants to be a nerd. And Hollywood and merchandise and everybody that makes money is pushing the fact that, okay, nerd is being cool, nerd is being cool. But let me be honest, there's a difference between nerd and geek. A lot of people misuse these words a lot. So, geek is what I think people are, are today. People that are very involved into nerdy stuff, or what you would think would be nerdy stuff. But nerdy means to be smart, to be intellectual in math and science, not be the norm of average. And people forget that. And they're being used very loosely. I remember always being the smartest kid in class in middle school and high school and also liking all the anime stuff i remember how tough it was but now it's so normal nowadays mm, think about that don't forget that i see it in a few years it's gonna be oh you don't like anime oh you don't like naruto oh you don't like one piece you don't like star wars yo yo everybody come here this guy doesn't like star wars let's all kick his ass and then it's gonna be everything is gonna be reversed enough about that i know my life would have been easier but i would have been a whole different person i'm glad that i went through that how tough it was to just be who i am during those times you know it really molds you to be a better person when you're different and it keeps you on the right path of yeah this is what i want to be this is who i want to be enough about that i'm gonna go take a small break i'll be back later i don't know what time yet but i'll just be continuing off of that time and i'm gonna tell you what time it is at that point actually 1 32 in the morning and i have some bad news actually good and bad news so we're supposed to see demon slayer it's today uh it was yesterday uh friday april 30th and i had tickets to go see demon slayer at 8 50 and uh it was about 8 20 joe uh my roommate joel which is one of my best friends he comes in my room and he says ready to go i'm like yeah sure you know it's about movie theater it's about maybe about 10 minutes away and I wanted to see the location. I'm looking at my receipt. I'm trying to look for the address. I'm confused. Where's the address at? 
Then I find it. Guess what? The location of bought the tickets was freaking Los Angeles. Oh my gosh, that's an hour away from where I live. I was so dumb. You know, you know why I'm dumb? Because that's actually the second uh, tickets I bought. Because the first one I bought them on the wrong day. I bought them on a Tuesday instead of a Friday. What an idiot! And then you know, this, the first one I bought on the wrong day. Second one I bought in the wrong location. And then I said, "Fuck it, we're not gonna go watch it." And then I don't know where. I start looking at Saturday just to see if there's anything. It was all full, all packed. Then I saw for Sunday I could couldn't find it and then that's when i noticed every time you change date i would get an error that it would change my area code and that's why i accidentally bought the wrong location that's what i think so i bought new tickets for sunday and somehow i was able to refund my old ticket the one that's for yesterday literally about 30 minutes before the movie so i'll be watching the movie sunday at 6 p.m you know what blows my mind the older you get, the quicker the time goes by. It's already May. Summer's coming along. It's freaking hot. It's crazy because on Monday and Tuesday, where I live, it was really cold. Dropping about 60s at night. And then out of nowhere, it's 100 degrees outside. By the way, I live in a desert. It's horrible. I hate it. I don't like it here at all. I'm from Florida. Florida, it's you have that humidity. I prefer that than where I live right now. And the reason why is because the humidity it's temporary in my eyes you know you just jump in your car and you just turn on your ac but the thing about it over here i don't know if you ever you guys ever gone to like west coast or midwest it's a lot of open spaces and it's really hot and there's not a lot of trees so what's happening is that you, the sun when it contacts you right when you when you walk outside you feel like you're burning like you're being cooked in a rotisserie as a rotisserie chicken and you're in the rotisserie machine and i hate it i feel like a god forbid i'm gonna get skin cancer i'm gonna have to start using sunscreen honestly i hate it it's not normal i and people are just okay with it here people have been living here since their whole life you know and i mean that's everywhere but it's literally about an hour away from los angeles but i'm still in la county so i get that la tax and i hate it because I get I get LA tax with none of the LA. So anyway, that moves on to the new thing in my life. This is why this episode is called the interview. It's because I had an interview this week. And it's with another great aerospace company. And the reason why is because I want to move to Seattle. Uh, my other best friend lives there. And it's going to be me and my, my best friend that lives here in California. We're both going to move there. It's crazy, so about, I think, not this Friday, the one before, we were heading to the gym, and I get an email saying, hey, we really wanna interview you, you're a prime candidate, and then about 20 minutes later, Joel gets a call from the same company, a different position, one that I told him to apply to, because I've been looking every day, applying to jobs, about two to three times a week, I just look to see what's on the recs, and I've seen a lot of good jobs, and every time I apply, I tell my boy, hey, you applied too? His success is my success. If he's good, doing good, I'm doing good. And I love it. That's how we are, me and my boys. So he applied to one job, and I applied to another job. We both got basically interviews or, or were appointed in interview day. Not really. He actually just got a call, and they haven't put an uh, interview yet because he's been busy and they've been it's been hard for them to get in touch with him for me it was easier they just emailed me i don't know why they didn't just email him anyway that is way beyond the point but it's amazing that we're both are probably gonna go move to seattle together we always thought it was gonna be separate but the thing about it is that the jobs we qualify for we're in a weird position in our life 
where we're still kind of, kind of considered entry level. Not really entry, we're early career. So what that means is that we haven't hit yet about three years, two to three years of our career. We, I'm at right now about one and a half, almost hitting two in August-ish. And Joel is hitting two years, I think it's September, a little bit after me. So we're in a weird situation where we're not out of college, we have experience, but we also aren't up there, you know, level two, level three. So we can't really demand much, but we're overqualified to the, we're overqualified for the early career positions, which is great because it kind of bumped us up to the start, to the top of the line for candidates because they look at our resume and we're like, wow, they have a lot of experience, especially me. I worked in two jobs already. First one was in Kansas. I left because I didn't like it. It was a rotation program, but the thing about it is that they never gave me any work. They did and did not. So they gave me stuff, but they never gave me expectation, deadlines, anything. And then they'll ask me, hey, Jorge, what you got done? And I'm like, oh, that's what I got done. And then they'll be like, why well, didn't do more? I'm like, um, because there's no expectations. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to do. And then they're like, oh, you can just ask. I would do, but then they kind of shit on me. And I'm like, oh, do this. And I'll go do it. And I'm like, Jorge, that's not enough. I'm like, okay, I get that. But tell me what you want so I can have an outline in my mind of how to get to your goal. That's basically the gist of it and many more. Uh, the people I used to work with which were a lot of older people. Um, I have nothing against that, of course. I, My best friend co-worker is an elder lady. She's amazing. She's from Florida too. But in this particular company, they were assholes to me. They never wanted to talk to me. And I get it because they're afraid of this, this young kid is going to come and steal my job. Because right when I got hired, about three months after, there was a huge layoff, there's a huge layoff that took out about 2,000 people. Can you believe that? And that was right before COVID. And it's crazy because by the end of the year, the end of the year was coming, about the fourth quarter, right? This is the, the end of the third quarter, beginning fourth quarter. And they were saying that we had the best year in a while. Things are going up. Things are amazing. And then I don't know where they did layoffs. Why? I don't understand where that came from, especially they had a great year. And then boom, COVID hit and they took advantage and they did furlough. So right before that happened, I left and I applied to another place and got it immediately. And so what's funny about that is that thank God I went to apply somewhere else because I would have been laid off too right after, about two months after. My co-workers I was working with, was about six of us that were right out of college. One of them moved on to do something else and four were left. Me, I left, right? Six of us. I left, so that's five. One left to another, uh, another location in the company. Four of them uh, were laid off. Can you believe that? So thank God I left. Even though my manager was mad that I, I quit. I quit on the spot. I didn't care, honestly. I was just frustrated and I was tired of that place. And then I started a new life in California. So think about it. I went from Florida to Kansas, to Kansas, to California in about a year. You know, normal people don't do that crap. So I had an interview on Wednesday and that was the 28th, I think. So anyway, the point is that I got fucked over. I believe me. It gets the best of us. As you, as you see here, I'm talking to you and I'm very vocal and communicative. Communicative. I don't know what I'm saying, right? But they screwed me up because I wasn't expecting the type of questions. So they asked me behavioral technical questions, which I'm not used to. This is the question I remember. So they basically asked me, Jorge, 
Have you ever found an er a problem, an issue in the production line where you saw that there was opportunity to fix that and implement something new, a corrective action, implement it to the system, to the current production product you're working on, and then it applies to the other production products? How did you apply? How did you get it approved? Who did you go through? And how does it apply to the future products of the of your production line? Something like that. It's the gist of it. And I'm basically butchering it. And believe me, as a level one, and I'm work nights too. Remember, I don't know if I said that, but so as an entry level, you know, I've been working this pro uh, in this department for about six, seven months now. And the thing about it is that I work nights, but I lead, even though I'm level one, I lead my call center, which is my area of work. I lead all that with a few other people. This program has been running for a few years already. But the thing about it is that at this point, things are, it's still new where you can input ideas, but it's not that new where you, where you can't, you can't really change anything. You know, if I would have started about three, four years ago, I know that I could have came and implemented stuff and become a big honcho, quote unquote, right? Level up real quick, quote unquote. But that's not where I am right now. So I basically had to bullshit my answer because I remember that there's this one area, I'm just gonna be tell you kind of what I said. There's one area where it's a fire hazard. And by the way, because of this, I learned something new. I made a big mistake. Hopefully they didn't hear this. So in this area, it's a fire hazard. I can't tell you why, but it's a fire hazard. And to protect the, the rest of the sectors in the product, uh, they put this uh, paint, this chemical, right? Uh, and the thing about it is that I said the, uh, the paint name, which is okay, but I said that the paint is fire retarded. Oh my gosh, what a freaking idiot. At first, I didn't know that the correct is you don't say fire retarded, that's not the correct word. I told my buddy Jose, the one that lives in Seattle, told him about the question, and I told him, Hey, this is what I said. And he said, Did you really say because I sent him a voice, I sent him a voice message? And he said, Please don't tell me you said fire retarded. And I said, Yeah, that's what I said. He said, Bro, that's not how you say it. I'm like, What? What? By the way, my interview was with manager and it's with a chief engineer. I've never had an interview like that. It's always been like HR or like a level three or a manager, you know, keep it simple. But chief engineer is someone high in engineering levels, right? And so the correct word is fire retardant. 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 I'm gonna repeat it one, one time again. Retardant. Not retarded. Not fucking retarded. I hope they didn't hear me. I hope they didn't write that down. I hope they understood I said retardant. I hope to God. And so anyway, um, it was it was scary. I've never been so nervous. Oh my gosh, because this is the second time I interviewed for this company. The first time I was in college. I wasn't prepared experience-wise. This time, I'm I'm more than enough qualified, but just the nerves got to me. I was just so nervous. I've never been this nervous in my life. Not even for my current job I have now when I interview for them. I was that nervous. It was it was smooth. My interview was was seamless. I was fly. I had a vibe to myself. And the people I would talk to, they all loved me. I had three offers on the table. But the but the HR person said, hey, I can push one right now and get you an offer right now. 
and I said I want to do manufacturing in California because my friend Joel lives in the same area. I mean, sorry, he works in the same place where I work at right now. He just works in a different department, so he just works out, and me and my buddy have a blast every weekend. But it's funny because the interview, I was the prime candidate they were looking at, the number one. I was the first interviewer, UE. I was the first person they wanted to talk to, and I feel like I fucking killed it in a bad way. I burned it. I I don't know. I could have. I think my opportunity got killed right there, and I was just scared. And I'm like, damn, I don't want to wait another more. I don't want to be here anymore, especially in summer because it's hot right now. I'm in my room and I'm sweating my balls off right now. And the only reason I'm sweating so much is because I have the fans off. Why do I have the fans off? It's for you. For you, the people that are listening to this right now. The only reason I is because I don't want any background noise. Yeah, you hear me? Background noise. Noise. This is how much I want to do this for you guys. I'm, I'm always excited when I come here. But anyway, I don't know what's going to happen with that. That was for, uh, I think, oh yeah, a systems engineer. Apparently a level 2 position. But on the name, on the rack, you know, uh, position rack, it says associate. But I don't know how this company, what their associate means. Because where I work, associate means level 1. This like It's very vague when it comes with names. Because you have, sometimes on a rack, it says entry level. Another one says... Uh, post-graduated college another one says associate and they're all like kind of level one so they all mean the kind of same thing um so yeah and then i felt that i blew it like i said but listen to me thursday which was today saturday two days ago right before i was leaving for work i think i came back yeah i came back from the grocery store to get some chicken for the weekend I get an email from a different position, same company. Basically, I don't want to say offering me a job, but basically offering me a job. It's some sense, right? I hope it works. But the thing about it is that they basically asked me, hey, where, hey, they just skipped the interview, kind of. So I'm hoping that on Monday, I kind of get something, uh, a response at least, a good response. So I was able to uh, write something up. I had my ho- uh, Jose help me out and his sister, Michelle. Shout out to Michelle and Jose. They're, they're like the best of the best. Literally, I think they should start doing resume, uh, basically resume services. Fix your resume up, uh, career tips, resume, I said. Uh, also, interview, oh my gosh, mock interviews. Michelle o- opens my eyes when it comes to behavior questions. See, I'm not, I could be wrong, but uh, she was a director of a, of a university. Uh, I can't remember exactly, and I don't want to butcher it. But I know she was really high up. She knows her shit, believe me. Uh, I I think, and I don't even think so. I know she should go on and do her own thing and just be helping people out right now. She currently actually, I want to be her one day. So she actually quit her job and she's just chilling right now. She literally worked, saved up a lot of money and she quit. She literally is a pro. So, uh, shout out to her, shout out to my boy Jose for always being there, helping me out. Shout out for my boy Joel too, just a really great guy, we always talk all the time. He really helps me just take out all the pain I get during the week from work, just let me ramble on. And he listens, so yeah. If you ever, ever need resume stuff, hit me up. You know, we can we could probably work something out for a small fee, we can help you guys out. Believe me, I've gotten so many interviews for the past few years just from this, from Jose. 
he knows his shit. He's so professional. So anyway, yeah, hopefully I get something from this other job. I'll be great. I would love that. Be able to go to Seattle and live there for a while. Actually, it's been about a week since I recorded this. I came back. I've been really busy. Over a week, actually. Over like a week and a half. I've been really busy. I've been traveling a lot and just preparing for my interviews and been kind of hectic. So sorry for the delay of this episode. I just keep adding more to it right now. So today, about two hours ago, I just had another interview for another job. The second one I was talking about that they were asking me about, um, you know, your if you're fit, whatever. And so I think it went good. And I think I got it. So let's see. It's going to be in two weeks, apparently. The funny thing is that one part, they asked me basically two innovation questions. And I already had one in my head because of my peers interview. And then I, they asked me basically the second question again, but in smaller terms. Basically, the first one's, oh, what's, what's the simple way you fix something? And the second one is, what is an innovation? And then I basically gave them my innovation one on my first one and then when they asked me the second one I was like oh shit in my mind and I just said give me I just said let me collect my thoughts real quick honestly it's funny but that last question actually had my innovation on it and you know they all laughed and so I was able to just give them something else and it was actually a really good answer too and I'm really excited to see if I get it moving to Seattle that'd be great the next year uh, for the next month to move there I would love that, being rain at least, you know. I want to feel rain, I don't want to be in sunlight all day, it's tiring. But enough about my life. Let's talk about the movie with Michael B. Jordan. So basically the gist of the movie, it's a Russian action movie, you know, typical type of shit, but I think they did a good twist to it. So basically, you have Michael B. Jordan, he's like in the Navy SEALs or something like that, I don't remember exactly. My mind is kind of not refreshed because it's been a while already. But they're in Syria, they have the mission, the mission goes kind of not wrong, but they, they attract enemies from the Russian side. After that, maybe months later, the Russians actually come back and do revenge on the Navy SEALs people back on US territory. As you can think, this can basically a ter- terrorist attack. So they kill two soldiers, then they come to Michael B. Jordan's uh, house. So he's in the couch, listening to music, his wife's upstairs, pregnant wife, and they come in quietly, the terrorist people, they come in with silencers, pew, pew, they kill him. He feels something weird about the place. He starts going upstairs, he gets a gun, and then that's where he finds, boom, boom, some of the, the soldier and the terrorist people and kills them. The last one he wasn't able to kill, he shot him, and it was, it was kind of cool seeing they, they were shooting back at each other, boom, 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 emptying their gun, but Michael B. Jordan lost. And the guy got away, you know, you know how Russians are, you know, in Mother Russia, gun don't kill me, I kill gun. That's basically how it was. The gun bullets didn't do anything to him, it didn't even phase him. So anyway, he then comes, and when he recovers and so on, He's depressed because his wife died, but he is a soldier, super soldier, not Captain America soldier, but super soldier. And so he decides to take revenge on his own self because this guy is apparently dead. The guy, the terrorist guy is apparently dead. So they're like, I don't believe you. Now from there on, it's basically a revenge movie. And it's actually really fucking good because there's some scenes like, for instance, uh, the US, the CIA and US military decide we're going to do a mission 
and go to Russia and we're gonna extract the guy that survived, the terrorist guy that survived. And they fly it to Russia, they're about in a 737 probably, it's big, and there's only like six people in there, it's a team, the military team, that's gonna do the search and take the guy out and bring him back to US soil. So, uh, they're flying and some Russian military aircrafts come by, they fly, they say, hey, who are you? They're not really responding, boom, they shoot him down. And there's one scene that's fucking crazy, and and I don't know, I was just like, wow, my mouth was just open the whole time. And it's basically Michael B. Jordan, the plane going down. He says, yo, we need the equipment. The equipment is going down with the plane. And people are like, no, we have to just survive. Say, fuck this. He goes down, the plane is fucking sinking, and he finds the equipment, and he's in a room where he's getting filled up with water, of course, because of fucking airplane sinking and he needs to breathe and somehow somewhere he finds a little air bubble and he fucking puts his mouth to it and fucking breathes he, he inhales it i thought that shit was crazy and i think they did it exquisitely another detail that this actually came from joel joel is in the army he was in there for six years and he told me that people that are in rangers seals stuff like that special forces they have to be expert mar uh, marksmen. I think I'm saying it right. But expert at shooting. So they have to learn how to shoot with the left and the right and be proficient in both. And they fucking did in that movie. You can just see it at some points. He was just shooting with his left and some points he was shooting with, with his right. I couldn't even tell if he's left or right-handed. I think it was fucking good. One last, one last part I remember is the... Um, they're in Russia and uh, Michael B. Jordan was choking a guy with his own gun trap. Yo, when, you're, when, you're when your life is on the line, you will do whatever you can survive, and that shit was cool. I'm like, damn, I never thought about that. Literally, you can use anything. You literally can use anything just to motherfucking survive. Am I right or am I wrong? So anyway, at the end of the day, I give this movie like an 82 out of 10. Uh, go watch it, it's on Amazon Prime, it's fucking good, uh, yeah. Just know that it looks like, I thought at the beginning, I thought it looked like a series. I don't know why, but then I'm like, oh shit, look at the time. It's like two hours long. So it's a movie. Uh, so I think he's really good. I love his action movies. One thing I, I'm going to say, and it's, um, I love them in Black Panther, Killmonger. But since uh, Chadwick Boseman died, you know, RIP, fucking love him too. I think the only person that can be Black Panther again, this is this is a weird opinion, but I think the only person that can ever do Black Panther again is Michael B. Jordan. I think he's the only person that has the respect, only person that has the honors to do that. And I think he should, but of course they decided to go on with the Black Panther series without Black Panther. And I get it, and I respect that 10,000%. Respect to Chad, um, Chadwick Boseman. Love that guy. Love him, love him, love him. Sad how he died. It's depressing because uh, last year, my sister's boyfriend actually died of cancer too. So I know exactly how that was. And I got to see the comments when he posted that video, when he was talking about the donation. The, no, it was about um, Jackie Robinson Day. And he was talking about how he liked Jackie Robinson. And people were just making fun of him. Like, yo, you're skinny, this and that. Yo, E, you know, go to the gym, this and that. And I'm like, yo, don't do that because you never know what people are going through. And that's exactly how my sister's boyfriend was like. He was a chubby guy, the jolly, basically like a Santa Claus type of body shape. You know, dad body type of thing. But you know, he went from there to basically being skinny, you know. He lost everything. Hair, weight, 
and it's sad. Cancer is no joke. I don't think that's a joke, and I hate people that make that as a joke. And that's why I push me to be more life-driven because I, I noticed one day you're here, the next day you're gone. He didn't know he had he had stage four cancer until like 32, and it was already too late. It really it just kept going. So anyway, enough about that. Next movie in the list. I gotta say that Demon Slayer, the movie was pretty good. I'm gonna be honest, I kinda fell asleep. I'm sorry, Joel. If you hear this, they looked at me for like a second and I'm like, oh, I'm not sleeping. Who you think you are? Like, who you think you think I'm not gonna be disrespectful? And stuff like that. I, gotta, I had to play it off. But anyway, I kinda fell asleep for a minute and not because it sucked, it's because I was tired. Not, not, not my fault, you know? But anyway, I have a few notes about this. I have a few good notes. First thing first, the ending is sad. Not actually sad. It's devastating. Oh my gosh. Heartbreaking. So we can introduce to Rengoku. He is the fire Hashira in season one. By the end, I don't know what episode, like probably 22 or 23. Anyway, we find out how fucking powerful this dude is. I'm talking about powerful. Dude. He's so fucking fast. And I can only imagine how the other Hashiras are. Yo, like they have so much potential in this show. Just this movie alone, it was just fucking crazy. The level of power the Hashira have. If you think Tanjiro is uh, powerful, which is pretty good enough for his level one, you can only imagine how Hashiras are. Dude, oh my gosh. But anyway, he died. It was shocking. He died by the upper three uh, demon oh my gosh so fucking sad I don't know how the fuck anime they introduce, they introduce a character basically a couple of hours episode or two fucking love them fucking fall in love with them how the fuck did they do this in American shows American movies can't do this they don't it's I don't know how they just they can't it's different it's different it's a different genre so summary of this is that um the movie starts off on the last scene on season one, the train, and they're boarding the train. They're basically running towards the train, right? And so, what's happening is that one of the lower six uh, demons is on the train, and he's been taking people, right? Of course, you know, demon work. And so it was uh, Hashida, him, Rengoku, and plus the three, uh, Tanjiro, Ninosuke, and Senitsu's job to take care of this demon. But this demon, his power is to put people to sleep. He puts them in a trance in their, in their happiest dream. Make them feel that they're not, you know, that life is better than their, their real world. And so anyway, he puts the demon slayers in a trance. But, but he uses people, real people, to commit his crimes, to kill the demon slayers. So what he does is that he tells people that are having miserable life yo i'll give you i'll give you the best damn sleep of your life i'll make you have the best damn life in, in, in your dreams in return you kill the demon slayers for me so how, how is that possible because they're dreaming um you don't kill them by just you know killing them in person because by touching them they wake up so what you do is that you tie them up you you, you put a string to your wrist and put a string to their to their wrist and now you're intertwined in that dream and after that, you have to find the border, the border area of the dream world, of their dream. And after that, you're able to somehow enter into a different dimension in their head, which is going to be their conscience. 
And so some of these uh, people have a conscience, right? Where it's protected. Like Rengoku, his fucking place was on fire. So if you want to find his conscience, their, their goal is to find the conscience, their brain basically. Fucking just stab it and you kill them, right? You kill their brain, brain dead. And so um, Tanjiro noticed, like, yo, this is a dream because how are my sisters? He kind of like Inception. He kind of noticed that he's in a dream. And he decided, yo, I got to get out of here. And that's when he, he figured out, I just got to kill myself. He does that. Other people are sleeping. Uh, I kind of fell asleep here and there, so I don't remember everything. But basically, Inosuke gets out of the dream too. They find the demon, the lower six, and then they go and they defy him and they kind of find out because he told them, yo, I'm the train now. You know, you're going to have to, I don't know how you're going to crack and fucking break my neck because I'm part of the train. He fused his body with the fucking train. And of course, how are you going to, you know, that's an easy one in someone. Where is the brain of the, 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 the train? It's the fucking in the front where the engineer is at. So they fucking go and they fucking uh, take his neck out. You know, it's about like 20, 30 minutes in. I fucking, it's a summary that I over, I'm oversimplifying it. But after that, then uh, after they kill that demon and save everybody, here's the big part right now. Plot twist. Akaza, which is a upper three uh, demon, is fucking powerful. He fucking just murders the fuck out of Rengoku. It was fucking sad. Like, Tanjiro and Osuke, they wouldn't have been able to do anything. Absolutely. They were on another level. It's basically like, basically, uh, Nine Tails Naruto and, um, and Susano Sasuke. Like, they were no match compared to fucking this demon. And, you know, little by little, they started showing you who Rengoku is, about his family. His dad was really, is not, is not really happy with Rengoku's past. He wanted him to not be a demon slayer anymore because um, his dad basically, I think it's someone died or something. I remember, like I said, I fell asleep. And so you fucking fall in love with this guy. Even though he was kind of weird at first. He was a, he's a weird, he's a weirdo. He's one of those type of people that are just like very focused all the time, you know, on the goal, on the money, never want to talk about chit chat. It's And if they do chit chat, it's about work type of people. But you kind of fall in love with him. I don't know why, because you know he has a good heart. So, I mean, he dies because the demon fucking just stabs him in the fucking stomach or his fucking arm. He just puts his arm in there. And Rengoku did his best, tried his best to keep his arm locked in his stomach while the sun started coming out in the morning. But the guy got away. He got away. And Danjiro fucking... He, he went after him, but the guy ran away. Sadly, uh, Rengoku then gave him a speech saying, I trust you guys. I know you guys are going to be able to avenge my death. And you know, I, I believe in you. And fucking Inosuke, Tanjiro started crying this and that. And Inosuke was like, Stop crying, you heard him. He, he believes in us. And then he's like, Let's go fucking train. And so, yeah, that's the end of the movie. I'm sorry I'm running off basic memories at this point because it's not fresh in my mind. I'm sorry it's taking so long to fucking just make this episode. I've been really busy. But I'm happy to be back. I'm actually doing it right before I go to work. Maybe I'm going to publish it. Maybe I'm not. I'm going to have to look at it and, you know, fill it out first before I do anything. But I'm going to just put my intro and outro and then fill it out. Episode 3 is coming up soon. I'm going to do it this weekend, actually. I'm going to try to try release it Wednesday. I'm going to try to have my uh, weeklies on Wednesday. Hopefully, um, if God allows it, I go to Seattle. I'm going to work 8-hour uh, shifts now instead of 10 like I do right now. 
I, I, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have more time. I'm gonna buy a desk for my room and everything so I can do this in my room. And hopefully, hopefully, I can do it two times a week. I would love to. T- I would like to have it on Monday and Fridays, ideally. But up to right now, I'm trying my best to do it Wednesdays. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you love everything I have. There was actually a lot of stuff I cut out because it started rambling. But I'm gonna just I'm gonna just hold it there. I'm gonna just leave it there because I, I, I don't want people to. I don't want people to be like, ah, this guy talks at all. Even though it was good information. But I'm going to just leave it there. I'm going to save it for another time. And let me tell you what I was rambling about was finances. And let me tell you, if you have, not, I don't want to say a closed mind, but if you don't know much about it, I'm great to give you another perspective. I'm not saying you have to do what I do. I'm just saying that you got to open yourself up to other things. So, yeah, this is the end of the episode. Hope you enjoy. Love you guys. I'll be back really soon. Episode 3 is going to be New York. I'm going to talk about New York life with my boy Jose. I'm going to introduce him to the podcast and just give you an insight of his childhood, how it was. And you tell me if you ever want to live in New York. I want to live in New York. I don't give a damn. I want to live in New York, the toughest town in, in all you. It's the toughest city. You know, a brick. You got you to gotta be, be stone cold out there, but still with a heart. You get it? So hit you up next time. This is the Georgie Fix Show. This is the Georgie Fix Show. I hope you enjoyed the time you're with me. I hope you enjoyed the time you're with me.